Thanks to Grammarly for supporting Motley Fool Industry Focus. Grammarly is a communication tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. Start writing confidently by going to Grammarly.com slash fool to get 20% off a Grammarly premium account today. Welcome to Industry Focus, the show that dives into a different sector of the stock market every single day. Today is Wednesday, April the 3rd. I'm your host, Shannon Jones. I am joined via Skype by healthcare tech guru, Brian Feroldi. Brian, so excited to have you back on Industry Focus Healthcare Show, especially for today's topic. Yeah, I think we have a great one today. It's awesome to be here. Thanks, Shannon. Yes, yeah. So let's dive right in because today's show is all about healthcare tech. We decided to do a crossover episode talking about some of the top healthcare tech stocks out there. Brian's got an awesome list of five stocks that we want to dive into. Let's kick things off, Brian. The first of which is a SaaS company really designed to be an end-to-end service provider for the life sciences industry all the way from clinical development to commercialization. That company is Viva Systems, ticker symbol V-E-E-V. Brian, what can you tell us about this company specifically? Yeah. Uh, Viva Systems is a uh, CRM company that stands for Customer Relationship Management that was actually founded by a former employee of Salesforce.com, which is like the original software as a service company. And the founder realized that the off-the-shelf CRM tools didn't really fit the life sciences industry that well because of all the unique needs of the industry, specifically re- regards to the clinical development process and the regulatory approval process. Those th- That just means that life sciences companies like biopharmas, biotechs, and medical devices just have a different set of needs. So he founded Viva to take advantage of that specific market niche. And now the company offers a few products, but its two most popular are uh, called Commercial Cloud, which is first and foremost a CRM system that helps pharma and biotechs with things like marketing uh, and sales management. And their second product is called Viva Vault, which helps them with documentation, data storage, clinical trial management, and really data capture. So those two products have just been enormous hits within the life sciences industry. And these these two products are just used by dozens of the world's top biopharma companies. And they they now have hundreds of customers. And Viva Systems is one of those companies where they've had such a targeted, narrow focus on serving the life sciences industry that it's really worked out very well for them. But Viva Systems isn't necessarily stopping with life sciences companies either. Is that right, Brian? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, they they once they they have almost basically saturated their core market. So their management said a few years ago, well, how can we take our areas of expertise and apply them to other companies? What other what other industries could benefit from our unique focus? And what came to mind for them was chemical makers, uh, consumer packaged good companies, and cosmetic companies. And that makes sense because these are all regulated industries that already have to deal with the FDA on their own. So since that was Viva's area of expertise, they created a product called Vault Quality One, which is designed to help industry outside of the life sciences with many of the things that Viva specializes in. And while it's still early days, we, we've seen them already land a number of uh, big-name clients, and they're already having success. So from a valuation perspective, this is a stock that, that honestly looks a little pricey. Probably not too surprising, though, for any sort of tech company, but you're talking about 87 times trailing earnings, 57 times forward earnings. What does Viva look like from a fundamental perspective, Brian? 
Yeah, but I think the key thing that you just said was earnings. This is a SaaS company that is already profitable. Uh, they are cash flow positive. They have over a billion dollars in cash, no debt, and they have just grown like crazy over the last five years that they've really captured more and more of their core market. But they're now at the points where they are producing profits on the bottom line and operating leverage is kicking in. So those profits are even growing faster than earnings. So this is a, a expensive company. There's no doubt about it. They do trade at a premium. However, so far, investors who have bought in even with the high valuation have been very rewarded because their growth has been so phenomenal. So this is a high price stock, but it's so high quality that it just might be worth it. So a lot to like there. Lots of growth opportunities, especially as they branch out. Let's dive into our second stock. The next one on the list is one designed to help individuals pay for healthcare expenses, both now and in the future. That company is Health Equity. That's ticker symbol HQY. Brian, probably no surprise that this is another full favorite. Um, you even had the chance to interview the CEO at one point. What makes Health Equity so special, and why does it stand out among the crowd? Sure. So, Health Equity is kind of a hybrid tech financial health company kind of all mixed in one. So what they do is they are a, a provider of health savings accounts, which are uh, triple tax advantage accounts that are only available to people with very high deductible health care plans. So I'm sure listeners are painfully aware that in the United States, health insurance premiums have just been skyrocketing for, for decades, and employers are just desperate to find any way that they can to help fight back. So one option that's available to them is to offer a high deductible deductible health plan, which has a, you know, a thousand or multi-thousand dollar deductible that kicks in that must be paid for by the individual before their insurance will start to cover anything. Um, people that sign up for high deductible health plans then get access to a health savings account, which is just the best account, the best retirement account that I've ever heard of. I mean, money goes in pre-tax, it grows tax-free, and as long as it's used on qualified medical expenses, there's no tax to pay it out. So they are just a no-brainer uh, choice for anybody that has a high-deductible health plan. And Health Equity is a, a company that kind of uh, administers the account. So they, they take in the assets, they can help talk with uh, patients on ways to save money, uh, to shop around, and they have just been growing like crazy given the huge surge in the demand for high-deductible health plans and health savings accounts. I think investing in your HSA is a pretty remarkable concept in and of itself. On the platform for health equity, you can basically have your own self-directed account to invest in mutual funds. Even in real estate, they've got a, a high-yield REIT equity that you can actually add to your account there. So your own investments, or you can even allow health equity to make these investments on your behalf. But I love the fact that you have the opportunity to not only save, but actually invest that money. Obviously, for health equity, this means a re recurring stream of revenue for them on the fees related to what's being held in those accounts. But that's not the only revenue stream, right? They've got multiple revenue streams. Yeah, that's one of the things that really attracts me to this company. This company actually has four sources of recurring revenue. So when an employer offers their services uh, to their employees, health, health equity takes a, a monthly subscription fee. If when an employee puts funds into a health equity account, they get a, a monthly custodial fee. And then whenever a payment is made from that account, health equity gets an interchange fee. 
That, those are the three primary ones right now, but they are just now starting to get into the investment business where you can take your HSA assets and invest them in the market, and they have partnerships in place with companies like Vanguard to help them do that. Um, so that is a fourth stool of recurring revenue that this company is pulling in. And when you combine all those together with the general demand, with, with the huge increases in membership, this company's financial statements are just sparkling. I mean, they've been putting up 20% plus revenue growth for years. They are already achieved profitability. They're pumping out cash flow. And because of that, they just have a um, amazing uh, balance sheet, $360 million in cash, zero debt. So, and, and, and they believe that, uh, Wall Street believes that this company will still be growing its revenue and profits at a double digit ro- rate for the next five years. And HSAs were actually a little bit slow to take on uh, when they were enacted into law. I think it was back in uh, 2003, but they're really starting to increase in popularity. So I think you've got a very long-term growth opportunity here for a lot of patients that are looking for ways to set aside money for healthcare expenses. And not only that, they've got 4 million members, assets over $8 billion, and they're still growing. A lot to like about this company. One, I'm actually... uh, Digging into a little bit more myself personally, but let's keep it going. Let's talk about the next stock on Brian's list, a stock that's probably the most easily recognizable for many of our listeners and for many fools out there, and that's Teladoc, ticker symbol TDOC. Um, Brian, give us a brief overview for maybe some of our listeners who don't know what Teladoc does. Tell us what they do. Sure. So, Teladoc is a leading provider of uh, telemedicine. So, what's that? Telemedicine is when you have a video conference that connects a consumer with a medical professional. So, what kind of specialties can they use over the phone? Well, you can talk with a dermatologist, uh, a behavioral health specialist, or you can get a lot of just primary care needs done uh, directly over the phone by a a simple video conference. So, these guys are the leader in the industry. Uh, They have the biggest network of both doctors and patients, and they partner with insurers to get their services covered. And the real win here uh, for using telemedicine is that not only is it super convenient for the patient because they can do it in their own home, they don't have to drive somewhere, they don't have to wait in line, they just put conference me in, and then they just get a doctor live on their phone. But it's also a huge cost savings to the industry because the charge rate for a telemedicine visit is far less than an actual office visit. So it's a win for the patient, and it's a win for it's a win for the health the healthcare industry in general. And Teladoc has become a leader because it was a first mover, but also become it's been because it's been very acquisitive. So this company regularly makes acquisitions to kind of grow and be the top dog. Uh, more recently, they just uh, acquired a company in France the leading provider of telemedicine in France a couple of weeks ago. And the reason that they're doing that is because they know that this is a natural winner-take-most market where patients want to be on the platform that has the most doctors, the most specialties available at any given time, and insurers want a provider with the biggest network at well, uh, as well. So it's a double-sided network effect that naturally benefits the, 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 the leading provider. And right now, that's Teladoc. And around 40% of the largest companies in the world actually use Teladoc to provide this virtual healthcare service to employees. Over 35 of the biggest health plans in the U.S. have partnered with Teladoc, and more than 290 hospitals and health systems have teamed up with this virtual healthcare provider as well. But this stock has had quite a uh, bumpy ride, to say the least, Brian, particularly in the last quarter of 2018. 
Teladoc was uh, basically the aim of a short seller attack. What can you tell us about that? And has that changed your investing thesis at all with this company? Yeah, that's not surprising to me at all because this is a company that is growing extremely fast. I mean, last quarter they grew sales by 59%. They're very inquisitive, so that can kind of muck up somebody's the, their financial statements. And they are not yet making money, so they are not profitable on the bottom line yet. When you combine those things together, this is a this is a stock that will naturally attract uh, short sellers. I think it's actually over a third of the shares outstanding have been sold short. So that makes this company a great target for short reports. So whenever those come out, uh, investors should read through them and see if they are thesis changing in any way. But more often than not, there's more smoke than there is fire. And I think that's what happened to Teladoc in the fourth quarter. Okay, so it hasn't changed your mind at all about Teladoc, and I think that's fair. I totally agree. In terms of valuation, right now, trading at about nine and a half times sales, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, this company is expensive. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But when they are a leader in a rapidly growing industry, uh, that uh, premium valuation makes sense, especially in today's market where almost everything is expensive. So this is one of the more risky stocks that we have on our list because it is not yet profitable and it's growing so rapidly. But there is an argument to be made that they are the top dog and their growth runway is just so enormous. I mean, over time, they could e- you could easily see them adding on more specialties, more doctors and having more services being able to done through telemedicine, as well as more patients warming up to the concept given the cost savings and the conveniences. So if you buy those things and you think telemedicine industry is poised for huge growth, then buying today, even at a very rich multiple, could still result in, in multi-bagger returns. Totally agree. Patients love it for the convenience, payers love it for the lower cost, and are looking for ways to integrate telehealth more into their plans. I think it's really a win-win for all here with Teladoc. Uh, On the other side of the break, we've got two more top healthcare tech stocks to go through. But first, a quick word from our friends at Grammarly. Quick shout out to Grammarly for sponsoring today's industry-focused podcast. Grammarly is a communication tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. They encourage everyone, even the best students and top professionals, to use Grammarly to do their best work and accomplish even more of their goals. Not only that, Grammarly is a writing assistant that actually makes you look and sound smarter. Easily improve yourself and your communication at school, work, and almost anywhere with Grammarly. It's available across platforms, including online browser extensions, desktop editors, and mobile keyboard checker. Grammarly is also available on multiple browsers. We're talking Chrome, Firefox, Safari, Edge, and platforms such as iOS, Android, Windows, and Mac. Their free product reviews critical spelling and grammar, but Grammarly Premium looks out for spelling grammar plus advanced punctuation, style, vocabulary suggestions, conciseness, everything all in one with Grammarly Premium. Make Grammarly your go-to tool as you set out to accomplish your own goals, whether that's simply not making email typos on your phone, closing deals at work, or just polishing up your resume to snag a new job. I can attest Grammarly is the go-to tool for Motley Fool's editorial team. It's simple, easy to use, and we love the advanced punctuation feature it offers. Go to Grammarly.com slash fool to get 20% off your Grammarly premium account today. Again, that's Grammarly.com slash fool for 20% off your Grammarly premium account. All right. Next stop. 
Next talk is Metadata Solutions. That's ticker symbol MDSO. Uh, Brian, I've got a soft spot in my heart for any company that can make the clinical trial process more efficient, both from a time and a cost perspective, especially for a lot of the smaller biotech companies that we follow and talk about. So, this company in particular uh, grabbed my attention, but Brian, how exactly is Metadata Solutions making this process easier for companies like that? So metadata is a provider of uh, cloud-based software that has that basically handles anything to do with the clinical trial process. So their software can help review things like trial design, uh, the planning, uh, execution, the management of the of of the trial, as well as the reporting. And their software really helps uh, companies to get the trial design right the first time to minimize uh, the uh, the chance of changes being made to be made down the road. Now that is hugely valuable to pharma and medical device companies because changes to the trial design not only can be hugely expensive, but they can also add a lot of time onto the trial down the road. So getting it, getting the trial right the first time and making the clinical process as efficient as possible is hugely valuable. And because of that, Metadata Solutions have become very popular and uh, they, they're used by basically all the big name uh, companies out there. And this company says that uh, 13 of the top 15 drugs sold worldwide in 2017 were developed using Metadata's uh, technology. You mentioned all the big names. You're talking about Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, Amgen, Novartis, just to name a few of the larger biopharma players. But they've got more than 1,000 customers. I had the chance to actually check out a demo of their product. And what was so fascinating to me is this is really an out-of-the-box solution which comes in extremely handy for a lot of these smaller biotechs that really need to be able to organize and really store all of this data in one place. You want to store it, you want to analyze it, you want to be able to access it. But even in terms of just running a trial, patients can literally go onto their platform. It's a cloud-based platform. Um, They can learn about the study. They can sign informed consent. They can fill out their medical history, demographic information. Um, They can even update throughout their trial how they're feeling. So a lot of those more subjective things that, that a lot of these clinical trials track can all be housed here. If you're a trial administrator, you're also able to see all that patient data right at your fingertips. It can sort patients based on inclusion and exclusion criteria, even randomize patients into their respective trial arms all at your fingertips. And this can all happen you know, with an iPad, with a laptop, all in one place. Pretty remarkable what they've been able to do. What has that translated into top and bottom line growth for metadata? Yeah, I mean, as you just as you just uh, expose on the benefits of using metadata, you can understand why the appeal of using their software is is so high for so many pharma companies out there. And in turn, since they're uh, selling their software through the cloud, the company's uh, financial statements are spectacular. I mean, talking about double digit revenue growth, the company is big enough to start producing both net income and free cash flow. Their their balance sheet is cash heavy, and overall, this it's just a very very solid, uh, very sticky business. Uh, Having said that, of course, when you have all those trades in one, like many of the companies we're talking about, this is a pricey stock. So it trades at 90 times trailing early earnings and about 36 times forward earnings. And one of the things to note with this company is that they don't seem to have an encore opportunity just yet. So they are still basically focused squarely on the clinical trial, and they are actually a competitor with Viva Systems. So their growth rates going forward might be uh, might be much slower than they have been historically. But overall, I think this is a very 
solid uh, business. Great. Let's go into our last stock, and that is one that probably have all encountered or interacted in one way or another without ever actually knowing that you did. And that company is Cerner. That's ticker symbol C-E-R-N. And this caters predominantly to hospitals and healthcare providers. Brian, what exactly does this company do? Sure. Cerner is the largest provider of IT solutions to the healthcare industry in the U.S., uh, period. I mean, what they're best known for is their electronic health record platform, which makes it easy for hospitals and providers to uh, achieve, uh, pull down patient data, record information, and share it with other hospitals and providers that are also on Cerner's system. And then that's, that's a kind of a Trojan horse, if you will, that the company then used to upsell them to other services. So they also offer things with like uh, operational improvements and they can also handle billing. But Cerner is just a, a huge uh, IT tech provider that provides a range of services and EH uh, electronic health records have been, uh, the adoption of them has just grown very quickly over the last decade because we all know that when you go to the doctor's office, filling out a paper chart is just horrendously inefficient. And getting that information onto electronics so that it can be easily shared is just a no-brainer. But the industry was very reluctant to make the change given the pain involved with that. But Cerner is helping them to do that. And well-positioned for that pain point of not just going to the doctor, having to fill out all this information, but then when you get referred to a specialist and you have to fill out the same exact information, knowing that this is data that could have easily been just sent over, integrated into their system as well. Cerner, definitely on the leading edge of that. The other thing I like about this company is, I mean, it sounds like a relatively steady business in and of itself, but I think with electronic health records, one opportunity that really hasn't been exploited as much is the opportunity in improving overall health, health, health outcomes and just reducing cost. Obviously, these records contain massive amounts of data. Now's the time to actually start using that data to really inform treatment decisions, um, give doctors the tools to make the best treatment decision for that patient. I think that's something that we really just haven't seen just yet, but with all the data that they do have, um, I could easily see um, AI being incorporated into the system to exploit some of those opportunities and move it away from just being seen as like a data warehouse and really driving treatment uh, paradigms as well. You mentioned, of course, the upselling opportunities. You're looking at things like just operational efficiency for a lot of these major healthcare systems and even for billing, too, which is, is its own cumbersome process as well. Um, but Cerner is... Basically, 70 of the world's largest healthcare systems are basically using their technology. It's the main provider for about 25% of acute care hospitals in the U.S. In the U.S. and boasts the largest international exposure compared to a lot of its competitors, too. So, again, a lot to like with this company. How is it looking in terms of financials, though? Well, uh, so Cerner makes the most of its money through software support and maintenance contracts. So that that makes its uh, its top line very predictable, especially given their dominant uh, their huge uh, industry presence. But the company is profitable. Uh, it is cash flow positive. It does have a net cash uh, amount on its balance sheet. Um, and unlike many of the companies that we talked about today, this trades at a much more modest uh, valuation because it is such a mature business that its growth rate is much slower. So it's trading at about thirty times. 
trailing earnings, uh, 20x forward, 20x forward innings. That that was a roughly market multiple. But uh, on the sales and earnings growth side, this is a slower growing business. So the market just expects single digit uh, sales growth going forward. But offsetting that is its much lower valuation and dominant in industry position. So those two factors, I think, when you combine, could they make this a good a good choice for uh, investors with a lower risk tolerance? And they just initiated a uh, quarterly dividend about 15 cents expected to start in Q3 of this year. And at its current stock price right now, you're looking at about a 1% annual dividend yield on that. So, not bad, especially when you're talking about healthcare and tech, to have that dividend tacked on as well. So, Brian, we've gone through five stocks. Of those five, though, what would you say would be your top picks? Yeah, so so my two favorites from the list we talked about today are are probably Viva Systems and Health Equity. Um, I like that both these companies are still in the rapid growth phase. I like that they're both profitable and that their revenue is recurring. Um, and I just I like the culture of the business. I like that they're still uh, their founders are still involved. So those two are probably my favorites. Uh, I also think there's an argument for Teladoc uh, because telemedicine I believe is going to be a much bigger industry in time. Uh, although it is like a speculative. Uh, more speculative, more risky than the other ones we talked about. I think there's an argument for for Teladoc. Uh, for me, uh, I think me- metadata is a great business, but it's just growing a little bit too slowly to justify its valuation. And then Cerner, I think, is a steady eddy giant, but I'm a growth-focused investor personally, so it doesn't wet my whistle, but I could easily see it being an attractive stock for more value-conscious investors. Got to agree with you there, especially health equity. I'm even really liking Teladoc, because to your point, it's got a large growth runway ahead of it. I think telehealth is really going to be the treatment option of choice for most people, especially managing chronic conditions. Um, But all in all, these are five great companies. And whether you're an aggressive investor looking for growth or even more conservative, I think we've run the gamut and given everyone some options today to think about adding to your portfolio. Um, and with that, Brian, thank you so much for stopping by and hanging out with me today on today on today's show. Always great to be here. Thanks for having me, Shannon. And that's it for this week's Industry Focus Healthcare Show. Thank you for tuning in. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. This show is produced by Austin Morgan. For Brian Feroldi, I'm Shannon Jones. Thanks for listening, and full on. 